You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to episode 212 of Brewers on Tap. It is great to have you with us as the Brewers continue their role through the NL Central. It has really been an impressive second half to the season for the Brewers. They've lost just three series in the second half of the season. They lost a two-game series where they were swept by the Kansas City Royals in Milwaukee. They lost a best two out of three to the San Francisco Giants uh, when the Giants took the final two games of that series uh, in Milwaukee earlier this year as well. And, of course, they lost that series in Minneapolis a couple of weeks ago to the Twins. Otherwise, they have won every single other series that they've played since the second half of the season began. This is not just a team playing really well. This is one of the teams in baseball right now. This is one of the teams that has as good a shot as any to win the World Series this year. So if you're a Brewers fan, it's it's okay to get excited. It's okay to get your hopes up. This is what being a fan's all about. It's grabbing onto these types of teams and enjoying this ride. And the Brewers are a mere days away from clinching the NL Central and making it official that they're going to be at least in the National League Divisional Series uh, against somebody because a lot of the rest of the postseason uh, picture has to be determined yet over the course of these last three weeks of the regular season. But we know it's fun. The Brewers sitting at 86-55, and 55, sitting 12 games clear in the NL Central, and all sorts of nuggets and factoids to follow this team around. 31 games over 500. That ties a franchise record. They'll try to break that record tonight when they take on Cleveland here at Progressive Field. Um, 12-game lead in the Central. That is a record for this team. All the different pitching records that have been set over the course of this year. And, of course, the Daniel Vogelback Grand Slam last Sunday was... uh, one that we're going to remember and talk about for a very, very long time in the future to kind of break the hearts of the St. Louis Cardinals. Brewers have Adrian Hauser going on Friday night against Eli Morgan for Cleveland. Should be a fun series in Cleveland. The Brewers have an all-American league road trip. Three games in Cleveland, off day Monday in Detroit, and then two games with the Tigers in Detroit. Uh, here's what we have for you on the podcast. We're going to talk to Brandon Woodruff. We had a chance to catch up with him last week, and we're going to talk to him about this amazing season that he's been able to put together so far. We're going to talk to him about his great performance against the San Francisco Giants. This was before his start against the Phillies uh, earlier this week. Uh, so we'll talk to him. We're going to talk to Luke Maley as well, who has had a big role for this team 
since getting uh, brought up after the injury to Manny Pena. Luke Maley's really delivered and done well. He caught that shutout from Adrian Hauser on uh, Saturday against Philadelphia, the first complete game shutout from a pitcher uh, in a Brewers uniform uh, since 2014 when Kyle Loesch did it. Uh, and Luke Maley was able to be behind the plate for that effort. We talked to him right before that game, actually, so we won't get to talk to him about that effort. But you'll hear him talk about the impact he's been able to make for this team as well. So uh, listen to those. That should be a lot of fun. This is a fun team right now. Get excited. You have permission to get excited and to lose yourself in this moment as this team marches towards an NL Central crown and then hopefully an extended run in the postseason in October. Let's jump right into it, and let's begin with our conversation with Brewers right-handed starting pitcher, all-star and Cy Young candidate, Brandon Woodruff. We are joined by Brewers starting pitcher, Brandon Woodruff. Six strong innings again from you last night. Give up just the one run. Seems like that fastball's really been locked in for you the last couple of times out. Yeah, um, after the, I would say probably right before All-Star break, I kind of was not really struggling, but just my mechanics had got a little off and um, nothing you could see with a naked eye, but it was something I needed to kind of clean up. And then I think after the um, after the start in St. Louis, I just made a couple of bad pitches, but um, just kind of, had to get back to what I was doing really well in the first month and a half, and um, then it started showing up against Cincinnati and, and was able to kind of keep that going um, last night, and I still think there's some room for improvement in terms of consistency, so um, I'm just trying to nail that down with the delivery part of it and just be as consistent as possible going forward. Get a little big picture on you, but do you ever like sit back and think about the fact that you're trying to tweak things to get to an even greater level you know, compared to where you were at three or four years ago, like the things you're working on now and the things you're critical of yourself now probably weren't even things that were on your radar a few years ago because you've continued to just yeah. elevate what your expectations I th- are. I think that's the that's the fun part of it. It's like you, you get to a new um, a new year, a new season, and you're, you're in a different spot. So I started trying to not just go totally short with my arm path, but I started kind of just – doing some weighted ball stuff probably I think the off season of 19 and just to help with with health and arm path efficiency and um, I didn't really use the the weighted balls for velocity gain necessarily but just more of um, how can I be healthy and have a clean arm path and in 20 it started getting a little bit shorter and then this year it's you know it's in a if you'll notice it's in a shorter arm you know arm path but um, and in terms with that, stuff plays a little bit different. Um, so there's always like there, every, feel like every year there's always something that you're tweaking something or doing working on something else or or whatever. But um, for me at this at this point in my career, it's it's small stuff, um, and it's more of how can I use my stuff uh, in a certain way. And you know that I think there's some progressions. I'm I think I'm gonna go forward. You know. I'll be a different pitcher in two or three years than I am now. So, uh, but that's the fun part of it is you're always evolving, always changing, always. But you all, you also still know what you do really well, and I think that's what you have to keep your roots in. Woody, uh, we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but how much for you, for Corbin, for Freddie specifically, guys that worked with Chris in the minor leagues, yeah. and now he's your pitching coach in the big leagues. How much has that helped? Just from a communication standpoint, where you guys all are on the same page. 
You know what he's yep. asking of you. You know his mannerisms. He knows yours. How, yeah. how much easier does that make making adjustments in the middle of a season? Um, super easy. I, you know, I've had I've been with Hookie since 2016, and um, he was really the first pitching coach that kind of took me and and sped my delivery up. And then I, now I'm in a, kind of the middle ground because when I got to him, I was real slow, methodical. He wanted me to speed up, be more athletic, and then it, that's just kind of evolved every year since. And um, I think just having that history with him and him knowing me so well, and and sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's a uh, not a good thing because he can always sense when you know you come in after an inning or or something, and he asks how you're doing, and you. Of course, you're good, but he can sense like that's he, he knows us so well, and he can just see it in our eyes, and where it may be one of those things where it's uh, you know hey he's done or whatever. So um, it's it's um, when you're in these long seasons like this, and and you some some of the starts you may not get the results you want, but you kind of sit back and look at some certain stuff uh, from the numbers standpoint, and he by him knowing all of us so well it's easy to kind of identify what we need to get back to to be ourselves in a way so um it's been it's been it's been awesome i know in 19 his first year here it was kind of different from him for him getting up here and and i guess you know learning how things work at this level and and for myself that was my first full season of starting so we've kind of rode this wave you know kind of my whole career together so it's been great he's been awesome he knows me so well and I think it's just helped me in so many ways where sometimes I get pretty hard-headed on what I want to do, and he, he kind of knows how to just talk talk to us in a way. So um, he, he's been great for not only you know me and Corbin and Freddie, but Hauser as well. Hauser's been with him for so long, so he knows all of us super well, and I think that's that's been so beneficial to us. Woody, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yep, you got it. Thank you. My thanks to Brandon Woodruff for joining me here on Brewers on Tap. We talked after that San Francisco start in San Fran where he went six innings and gave up just the one earned run. Uh, he came back against Philadelphia at in Milwaukee this past uh, week and didn't have his best start on Monday. Six innings, gave up the four earned runs. But you look at his second half of the season and um, the the overall numbers maybe not quite as elite as they were early in the year, but there's, there's some story behind that. Um, fewer starts, number one. He's made nine starts in the second half of the season. 3-4-2 ERA, which is very good. That's still all-star level uh, from a starting pitcher that's eating the innings that Brandon Woodruff uh, is eating. He's pitched 50 innings over the second half of the season, given up eight home runs in that stretch. But I think the thing that you have to remember with Brandon Woodruff is that in those nine starts, two of those have been kind of tough starts. He had the, the St. Louis start um, where he went uh, just five innings and gave up the six earned runs. And then he had the start against Philadelphia. He went six innings and gave up the four earned runs. So that's 10 of the 19 earned runs he's given up in the second half of the season. So the other seven starts, he's given up nine earned runs total. Um, so he's been really good. In the second half of the season, he's also had a batting average on balls in play of 328 against him. That tells you there's been some tough luck as well. There's been some balls find holes, and that's kind of skewed some of these numbers. So overall, the numbers are still really good for Brandon Woodruff, and um, he's going to be a big, big piece here in this postseason. He'll be the guy that gets the ball for the Brewers and be their bulldog on the mound, and he's pitched in these big games. He's pitched in the postseason before. you got to be really excited about what he's going to be 
able to do when he gets the ball in the postseason for the Brewers. Impressive stuff. He's a Cy Young candidate, as is Corbin Burns, um, probably to a lesser degree, as is Freddie Peralta. There's been different points in the season where you thought any one of those three were the favorite to maybe be um, the Brewers' best contender to win the Cy Young Award. Uh, Freddie, of course, has had the injury, didn't get many innings in August. His last two starts have been shorter starts. He's kind of getting himself back here. Hopefully he'll be hitting a stride again as this thing rounds into October. So probably Freddie not in that mix anymore, although he's still one of the better pitchers in the National League when you look at the numbers. But Brandon and Corbin still have a shot to put themselves into the position to take home that honor at the end of the season. And boy, this is just quite a pitching staff that the Brewers are able to roll out there right now. Okay, um, speaking of the pitching staff, guys have to be able to manage them behind the plate, handle them behind the plate, and certainly Omar Narvaez and Manny Pena have done a wonderful job of doing that over the course of the season. But with Pena on the injured list, Luke Maley has come up, and he's had a nice impact for the crew in his time back with the big league club. And I had a chance to sit down with him last Saturday before he got that shutout from Adrian Hauser and talk to him about what it's been like being back with the Brewers. We are joined by Brewers catcher Luke Maley. And uh, Luke, you are back up with the crew, and uh, you've taken advantage of your opportunities so far. A couple of hits already, and it's like you never left. I feel pretty good. Um, wish we had a couple more Ws to show for it during my time up here. But, you know, we're battling, and um, seen a lot of good things man it's nice to see uh it's kind of like a little bit of a time warp for me seeing some guys at bats uh back in may and then seeing how they've sort of transformed now guys have improved a lot um there's a really good chemistry here i think everybody's pretty comfortable with their role so it's it's got a good vibe and i'm happy to be a part of it it's a great point you were up here in may and the team was winning but the offense was trying to find itself a little bit at that point in time. Of course, it's a totally different deal now, as you just alluded to. Totally, yeah. And that's baseball, right? I mean, a lot of it is just timing. It, it could have been flipped very easily. It's uh, it's just the way the game is. But it's nice to see when guys have that competitive nature to them and they're determined to figure stuff out. And, um, you know, you knew that was going to happen. Just knowing the guys from spring training and, and my time up here in May, you knew it was going to happen for them eventually. But to see it kind of actually happen before your eyes the way it has for me and my unique situation and my perspective it's uh it's very refreshing and it's cool to see how challenging is it when you're in triple a and you get called up and and you get inserted you know pretty quickly maybe in day one right into the lineup and and you're behind the plate and you're catching because you got to be able to be familiar with all these guys and what they like to throw and how they like to work and that's where spring training does come in uh, as a big advantage because you're able to work with all these guys during that during that time. For sure. It's definitely a challenge. There's no two ways about it, but uh, there's more challenging jobs out there in this world, so this it's not a bad uh, problem to have, I guess. Um, I've enjoyed it, man. I mean, ever since I signed here, I just I really like the guys. And, um, you know, you, you would think that that would be something that would go without saying, but, uh, you know, when I came over here, there were guys that expected to win, and they expected to go out and have their best stuff every single night, especially from the pitching side of things. And um, for me, it's just refreshing. You get a guy out there who, even when they don't have their best stuff, you know that they're going to compete. You know that they're going to find a way to get it done. And um, it matches up great with my personality and the way I like to kind of call games and, and get behind these guys. So it's it's a really good marriage um again I'm, I'm happy with my role here i think that i can play a small part in uh trying to continue the success these guys have had and that's what we're going to try and do 
you have a staff here that's very unique. There's a lot of guys that do things a lot of different ways. That's probably something that you enjoy, right, to, to see all these different looks? Definitely. Um, I think if you look across baseball, especially the last five or six years since I've come into the league, that's usually what a successful pitching staff looks like. You can't just have you know, guys that throw spin balls at the top and then you know, big-time breaking balls down. You also have, to have some guys that can sink it, cut it, um, you know, your fair share of kind of funky guys, whether that be sidearm or a guy like Suter who just kind of wears people out and works quick. It's a really fun mix of dudes, but uh, you definitely have to pay attention. You have to be prepared, and you have to know what makes them tick. And um, I think it's the type of staff where if you treat everybody and, and kind of paint them with the same brush, you might run into some problems. So you have to be um, very detail-oriented with them, and you, there's a lot of communication involved as well. There's a lot of uh, pitching intelligence in that clubhouse, if I can kind of coin that phrase, where a lot of guys understand their stuff, understand what they need to do to be successful. And uh, I'm sure you guys all sit around and, and, and really learn and grow from each other, right? For sure. And I'm, you know, kind of re-getting my feet wet with some of those conversations. But, uh, you know, even on, the, on like our travel day, you know, the guys are talking about their stuff and talking about how they want to make adjustments or improve or what they want to continue to do. And um, it's just all good signs. It's all really healthy sort of vital signs of a successful staff and uh it you know bleeds into the position players as well there's um, a lot of good communication on that side also one thing that i've noticed this team has a big lead in the division and things are trending in a good direction but there does not seem to be any hint of complacency and this team understands that you just got to show up every day do your job and everything else will fall into place that that's a mark of a team that understands what the what the goal at the end is right definitely it's little things in this game it always has been it always will be it's throwing strikes playing good defense, throw the ball, catch the ball, have good at-bats, a couple timely hits, and uh, it's a good recipe. And, you know, it, there's no reason to shy away from that now, and uh, there won't be any reason to shy away from it here in the upcoming uh, upcoming weeks. Well, Luke, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for giving us some time. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. That is Luke Maley with us here on Brewers on Tap. Well, just for fun, Sunday was one of the best days of the season, if not the best day of the season. The Daniel Vogelback walk-off grand slam against the Cardinals to give the Brewers the series victory and to keep them marching towards this impending NL Central crown. And because why wouldn't you want to hear it? Here is Bob Euchre's game-ending call. Vogelback, who had that left hamstring problem placed on the 10-day list to Nashville is back now and in there one ball and no strikes swing and a drive to right and deep get up get up get out of here gone for daniel vogelback he just hit a walk-off grand slam home run and he has put the brewers on the field every one of them waiting for him Folks, Vogelback with the bases loaded 
took him to the bullpen in right center all the way out of here to win the game. Listen to this crowd. did it. How do you do that, Grinny? <laughs> Just his sixth at bat since he was activated from the injured list. His sixth at bat since June 22nd. He gets a fastball at 97, and there was no doubt about it off the bat. No, he knew it when he hit it. We all knew it when he hit it. It's been a magical year and it continues. Well, we kept talking about it ain't over till it's over. And with St. Louis leading by four and the bases loaded, there's always a chance. And Vogelback just did it. Oh man, always fun to hear. Uke with a call like that never gets old and i know i speak for you when i say that as well that's going to do it for us brewers with a big series this weekend against cleveland and then in detroit for an all al central road trip before coming back home for that final home stand of the year and boy is that going to be a fun one a lot of details a lot of things going on in that final home stand coming up starting next weekend that's going to do it for us be healthy be safe we will talk to you again soon. I'm Lane Grindle. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.